0: Life point youth so good to see you i'm so happy that we are here once again my name is josh i'm the youth pastor in case you didn't know thank you for joining us uh, tonight man it is so good uh, to to be together i uh as we closed out our uh the cross in the grave series last week um we still had this extra week we had something planned um for a uh, normal service uh, if that's what it was going to be. We, we do our schedules uh, months and months in advance. I don't want to quite spoil it yet because I still would like to do it later on down the line, but just know that we have something really special for you as students uh, and parents to be involved in as well. We'll be uh, talking about that as soon as we're able to start meeting again, but I wanted to take this week before we start a new series, before we start uh, a new discussion, to just take some time to kind of evaluate the situation further uh, uh, that we're in and evaluate it from, from this standpoint uh, of what we are serving, who we are serving, and how we are, are doing it. What, are, what is our heart behind it? And so I want you, before we even get into any of the the sermons or the points or uh, scriptures or anything, I want you guys to just think about your life for a second. Think about everything that you love to do and who you love to do it with and how much time you spend on it. It could be music. It could be movies. It could be any sort of entertainment. Maybe it's exercise for some people. You just really love to get out and be athletic. It could be education. It could be learning constantly, just constantly trying to, to better yourself in, the, in, the, in terms of education. Maybe for some people it's church, church work, serving, being a part of this community. Man, we have built such an awesome community here at LifePoint, and, and, and that's awesome that if that's where you're kind of drawn towards. But I think we need to keep a realization in the forefront of our minds as we go through with all of these things, and that is this. Whatever pleasure we find, we have to realize that sometimes we can become slaves to that thing. And I'm not suggesting that entertainment or education or even church is a sinful, horrible thing. But it can be, and I know that sounds crazy, it can be if we lose focus on what we were created to do. And that is to give glory back to God through serving Him. And so I'd like to just take some time and read out of Romans. Uh, in chapter 6, verse 15. Before I do, though, I just want to let you guys know this was written by Paul. Romans was written by Paul in the city of Corinth while he was on his third missionary journey. And the letter's composition date is about AD 56. So it's a really old letter. It's a really old letter. And what he's talking about here, he's trying to get the Gentile Christians uh, in the church uh, in Jerusalem He's trying to write to, the, to to those people and trying to tell them about how to really, truly live. What is the correct way uh, to, to, to walk this Christian faith out? At this point, it had been something so brand new that it needed a lot of teaching, and Paul was able to do that. In verse 15, it says this. What then, shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves To someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey. Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin, and you have become slaves to righteousness. I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves, just as you used to offer parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness. So now offer them in slavery to righteousness, leading to holiness." Verse 20, it says, When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at the time of those things in which you are now ashamed of? Those things that result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. And in verse 23, it's something that if you've grown up in church, you would know. And it says this, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You see, Paul here is addressing uh, the Gentiles in this passage. He's trying to tell them uh, about how to live towards righteousness without necessarily getting caught up in all of the law-centered practices that were there. He's He's speaking about obedience here. And he's very clearly, the first thing that he lays out is this. We're slaves to something. It's either God and righteousness or it's sin. And we find our true freedom as as humanity. We find our true freedom in serving God. So I want you guys to grab this before you grab anything else. Before we choose who to serve, we have to establish that grace is not a free pass to sin Paul is very clear at the beginning of this passage that if we accept our freedom from sin, then we will grow in Christ and we will become like him, and we get to experience eternal life. And those who do not submit to God, those who don't resist sin, and those who welcome it and embrace it, they have no right to call Christ their Savior. You see, Matthew uh, 624 says, You cannot serve two masters. And Paul is stating this exact same thing here in this passage. He's saying we can't think that, that we can sin without consequence because of God's grace, because what that actually does is it rejects Christ and it results in death, meaning the opposite of eternal life, meaning eternal death, like hell, like that's a real thing that he's talking about here. I think of it in terms like this, I used to work at Texas Roadhouse, and if you worked in a restaurant, or maybe you you work just in general, you might work with people who have jobs outside of the employer that you guys share. I know that was the case for me, I was working, I was a service assistant, I was working really closely with a lot of servers, and most of them had other jobs from other employers, and there would be a few occasions where they would get double um, booked. They would get uh, uh, scheduled at both jobs at the same time. And they would either miss one, come to the other, or they would try to split their time. And I just remember how exhausting it was to watch them just run rampant among these, these two employers. And then to watch the employers treat them. I mean, uh, obviously, to, to these guys, these employers... Their job was more important. It needed to be done by that person at that time. Otherwise, they would have scheduled somebody else. And that was kind of the way that they had seen things. And it was really uh, exhausting to watch, but I think it's important to know that in the same way that these guys who had uh, had two jobs would get double booked and they would be serving two employers and trying their best to do it. And and most of the time they were struggling and, and being exhausted and running rampant. In the same way, We can't expect to serve two masters and have positive results. And we can't expect to split our time and to live with one foot here and one foot here and and think that that's going to be a waste of success. It's not how this works. It's not how this thing works. You see, God and sin are always in conflicting schedules. Always. 100% of the time. And that's why we have to know that in order to serve God, we have to have obedience. This is the thing that Paul is stating in most of this section here. He's, stating, he's telling his audience that they became Christians when they offered themselves up as slaves to God. Well, most of the time, slavery uh, is commonly associated with obedience or, or punishment for lack of obedience. And Paul is discussing how they were obedient to their sinful ways and the road and the mindset that that led them on led to death there's a misconception in some church circles some some faith circles that there has to be no regulation on a person's thoughts or actions it doesn't matter we often label it as legalism and we kind of push it to the side and say it's a bad thing but let me tell you authentic christianity requires obedience to godly standards that's not a legalistic stance to take to say that you have to have obedience in order to uh, to serve God you can't have one foot here and one foot here and expect a positive result as I was kind of explaining earlier so we have to have complete obedience and submission to God in order to serve him in the way that that we need to to bring him all the glory that he deserves you see I think of it in terms of this if, if I'm obedient to my boss or to uh, people who are put in authority over me if I'm obedient to them, for the most part, it's because I see some value in either the relationship, their characteristics or characteristics that I want to apply to my own life, or maybe they just have wisdom that I need to glean from and learn from. Most of the time, when it comes to people who are pouring into us, uh, when it comes to our authority, our bosses, our parents, whatever, we see the value of it. And when we feel like that relationship is not there, when we feel like, um, like they, don't, they don't care uh, about who we are as people. And there were, there were certain managers that I had in my life that would disrespect me or treat me like I was literally just a worker and not a human being. You know, they, they only wanted production or they only wanted this or they only wanted that. And I'm, i gotta, I got to tell you, it's hard to serve somebody like that. It's hard to, to demonstrate obedience It's hard to to want to serve that person because we don't feel respected. We don't feel like they deserve our obedience. Let me tell you something. Our obedience to God is a demonstration of love and gratitude towards Christ for the work that he did on the cross. We just finished that. And so obedience, it has to come out of authentic love and gratitude for Christ. That's exactly what we have to do in order to serve Christ. We have to have genuine obedience, and it's not something that we should shy away from or, or ever think of a legalistic or or in terms of like being, you know, too crazy or too churchy or whatever. I think there's also this third point, and this is kind of where I want to end on that. That has been what I've been talking about for the most of this uh, time together, and that is serving sin leads to death, and in God we have eternal life. Listen, let me tell you something. We're all going to be serving something. Why not serve the one who gives eternal life? The use of slavery is drawing comparison to the fact that people in the Roman Empire would go and volunteer to become slaves to be more secure in their living. And Paul is informing his audience that being free doesn't mean that they are free from all masters, but that they are free to serve the Lord and be under the law of Christ or they can serve sin and themselves and be self-centered. And it's only going to lead to death. And there's no real freedom in that, actually. And so you have to ask yourself the question, am I going to be a slave to God and righteousness? Or am I going to be a slave to sin? You see, death is the compensation for sin. It's what we earn if we choose to serve sin as our master. But again, like I've been saying, What's the opposite of this? It's eternal life, which we cannot earn. It's a gift from God, and we have to simply receive this by faith. And if we believe that Jesus died for our sins, we surrender to him and his leadership. We get to accept that gift of eternal life, and we get to know him more. How awesome is that? And Paul is asking the rhetorical question in this section. He says, what good did freedom from righteousness bring you? The implied answer is none, but Paul goes even further in saying that it only brought shame and death, both spiritually and physically. And it's contrasted with the case, in, with what is the case with the audience, of how they turned from, from, their, from their, their hard way. It's kind of like this. I, wanna, I just want to pose a hypothetical, uh, hi- hypothetical, there you go, that's, that's, that's the word, hypothetical question for you. If you knew where the roads lead, if you know where the roads lead, then we're at a unique crossroads. Think of taking a wrong turn on a road trip and how frustrating it is. Think about it. You're driving, you take a wrong turn, now you're driving somewhere else. You might not even catch it until a couple miles down. Now you have to backtrack or try to reroute. It always adds like an hour or two on, like it always seems to do that and be really frustrating. But if you knew where the roads were gonna take you, you knew where the roads led, would you still go in the wrong direction? Would you still be taking those wrong turns? Would you still be trying to reroute yourself for a longer trip? Obviously not. And that's why Paul here is, is really concluding, we serve God or we serve sin. It's as simple as that. We get the choice Praise God that God gives us free will to be able to choose that. We have to choose who we're going to serve. And Paul, again, he states that the wages of sin is death and that he points to the death as the wages paid by the master, sin. While eternal life is not something earned by a believer, it's not something we get paid for despite our attempts at living a holy life. It's because holiness is obligatory. It's not optional. It's a grace gift. That we get, we have to live lives that that produce sanctification, and it 's going to lead to eternal life and it 's going to be amazing, but we have to know that we have that choice and so what I want to do is just in this time and ask you, who are you going to serve? I love um, a, a beautiful eulogy, I love rap music obviously i do I do uh, hip hop and everything but there's a song called Surrender by Beautiful Eulogy. In the end of uh, this, this rapper, his name's Odd Thomas. In the end of his verse, it says this. It's true that since the fall, we've all been taught a false view of freedom and a rebellious mind recoils and it's inclined to deny him and bind him up with the ties of treason. Either rebellion or righteousness both lead to the inescapable mark of eternal life or eternal death bound to sin or bound to obey either way we're both slaves one kills and one saves I want you guys to really be able to look at this passage to read this and really self-evaluate especially as you guys are taking a time where you're you're um, you're alone maybe for some of you and maybe you're you're disconnected or you feel like that, man, this is a perfect time to really self evaluate see why you're you're a part of our youth ministry, why you're a part of the church what, what where are you where's your heart really at? we've been going through that series on Sunday morning. I would encourage you to to join us on sunday morning, but but I, I want to just pose that question as we before we go into our next series of, of what are you serving? what do you want to serve? obviously. It sounds great to have eternal life, but that's a, a hard w- road to to walk. It's tough. I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But we have to know that we we are going to serve a master. It's going to be either sin or it's going to be it's going to be God. So we have to know that. Let's go ahead and just pray as we close our time together. Father, thank you So much for the word that you have given us. Thank you so much for uh, Paul's writings, Lord, for the the wisdom that you had given him. You had shown him as he penned these letters to encourage the early church, Lord. We pray that we, in the same way, would be encouraged. Lord, I pray that we would have that realization that we are going to serve a master. It's going to be either God, it's going to be either you, or it's going to be sin and death. Lord, I pray that we would self-evaluate. We would really take into account why we are doing the things we're doing, what we are doing, and how it it benefits us or skews us to either side. Lord, I pray for those who uh, choose to serve you in these moments. They're choosing to serve you. They're choosing to be slaves to righteousness. Lord, I thank you for that. I pray that you would bring encouragement. You would bring uh, a sense of, of peace in their life, Lord. And for those who are looking at this and they're, they're realizing that they've been slaves to sin, Lord, I, I pray that you would open their eyes, open their hearts, Lord, to be able to receive you, to know that it's not too late, they haven't done enough. Lord, uh, they, th- there's nothing they could do to separate them from you. Lord, I pray that you would just give them uh, their own sense of peace, their own sense of security. Lord, I pray that you would begin to work and shape their hearts, Lord, I pray that we would just go with this realization each and every day that we're slaves to something. And we have to be aware of what we're slaves to, what we're subjecting ourselves to. Now we have to be obedient. Lord, I thank you for the word that you've given. I thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello again. Thank you so much for watching or listening to our video or podcast. Man, we are so uh, just thankful for the support that we receive each and every week. Uh, if you would like to, please like our Facebook page at LifePointYouth um, on Facebook. You can also follow us at LPYouthAZ on Instagram. and we would love to engage with you on both of those websites. We also have our YouTube channel, please subscribe and hit the uh, the bell icon so that you can get all of the notifications for every single video that goes live on our YouTube channel. We also have our LifePoint Youth Audio Podcast. Maybe that's how you're listening. Uh, You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. You can pretty much find that. And then we also have my personal uh, podcast, Engaging the Culture. This is a podcast for students, parents, leaders, pastors, We want to resource you with a good discussion with multiple guests coming in each and every week to try to uh, just unpack the different things that youth culture is facing, going through, uh, shaping and all of that, man. It's an awesome, awesome time. Make sure you find us at all of those areas. We look forward to the next time we get to connect with you.